Carolina podcast. Diving, diving deep. Diving deep into all things Texas, both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General, Sean McClain. Welcome, welcome to Utopia. That was your idea, and it was a great idea. Thank you, John. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Um, you want to do some for real or fugazis, John? Sure do. You better, because James just put the graphic down there that says we need to do them. So. <laughs> Um, so let's go ahead and do I got a few here, John, that we can do. And for those who are unfamiliar with this segment, this is a segment where I read a statement to John McClain, an opinion, perhaps. Um, and uh, John either agrees with it, thinks it's right. And so in that case, he says, for real, if he thinks I'm wrong, I'm off my rocker. I'm stupid. Whatever the case may be. John says. Bugazi. Bugazi. That's Italian for counterfeit or fake or in this case, wrong. Um, all right. So let's do this, John. In three years, the Indianapolis Colts will be looking for a new quarter. Let me preface. Anthony Richardson is going to go in for shoulder surgery that's ending his season. He has started and finished one NFL game in his short career so far. Now he's done for the season with shoulder surgery. For real or Fugazi, in three years, Indianapolis will be looking for a new quarterback. Fugazi, I think when he comes back, he'll be a lot smarter, not just about running, but the way he runs. You know, you run out of bounds, you go down, you don't look for contact. What he did in the SEC as a starter last year where he can run over them or through them, uh, it's not going to work in the NFL. Now, oh. another example that didn't look, work was Robert Griffin III. When Robert was at Baylor, he wanted to run over him. He wanted to, he wanted to run through him. He looked for contact. He did that in the NFL. He was NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year over Andrew Luck. And one of the reasons because he ran for so much, so many yards, and he got hurt late late in that season. He had injuries. He was never the same because he never changed his running style. So Richardson, I'm guessing today, with as much as they'll have invested in him, that he will change his style, or if he doesn't, he's doomed. All right. Next one, John. Let's stay in the AFC South. The new odds are out for who's going to win the AFC South. Jacksonville is the favorite right now at minus 130. But the Texans have moved up to number two on the odds board to win the AFC South. Their odds right now, I believe, are plus 260. So a little about two and a half to one to you know, 2.6 to one to win the division. For real or Fugazi, the Texans will finish second in the division ahead of the Colts and the Titans. I believe they will. The Colts uh, have Gardner Minshew now as a quarterback. They got Jonathan Taylor back, and then they look terrible in their first game. And uh, I think the Texans are going to keep getting better. The schedule is not something that's intimidating at all. Even the two games that we thought before the season they would lose at Cincinnati, the Bengals are not as good at the Jets, lost Aaron Rodgers. So it's just almost like every game's winnable. But I think right now they're one game behind the Jaguars. If uh, they can stay one game behind them or tied with them, that big game of November 26 at NRG Stadium. If they could win it, that gives them like a two-game lead because of the tiebreaker. They'd have a chance not just to finish second, but to win the division for the first time since 2019. It's so fun having potential meaningful games on the schedule. Just What was up. it you said before the season when they're doing at the end of the year teams that have a chance yeah when they do the graphics so, so we you and i were talking about little things that would indicate the texans are making progress like real progress and in like week 13 and 14 where the playoff the playoff uh 
picture is beginning to take shape. They've got the column for the division winners. They've got the column for the wild card teams, you know, if the season were to end that day. And then they've got a far right column, trying to handle this on the YouTube here, far right column um, that says in the hunt, you know, teams that aren't in the playoffs, but they're in the hunt. And that usually goes four or five teams deep, like 14 weeks into the season or 14 games. And if you're six and eight, you're still showing up in the hunt because mathematically you've got a shot. I would have accepted that. Now, if they're six and eight in, after 14 games, I'm going to be disappointed, John, if, if, if you want to know the truth. I mean, that's – but, yes, in the hunt. They are going to – they will I, – I feel confident in this as long as C.J. Stroud stays upright. They will be in the hunt for the playoffs well into December at the very least. But other than Stroud, I can't imagine them suffering any more injuries than they've already had. You hope it's yeah. not going to be a season-long predicament. But as long as that kid stays healthy, they got a chance. No doubt. No doubt. All right, John. Um, Mike Vrabel is rapidly moving up the charts of possible head coach getting fired. First head coach. I don't think he'd be first head coach, but that's it's indicative of guys who are on the hot seat. Mike Vrabel has been moving up the hot seat charts. Barrio Fugazi. Mike Vrabel will no longer be the Titans coach at the end of the season. Fugazi. Amy Adams Strunk, the owner, loves him. You know, it's not his fault. His players keep getting hurt or their offensive line was in shambles. But right now they're a last place team. They're going to have to play Malik Willis. some point they're going to be playing Will Levis. They might be in the running for another quarterback. And uh, they play the Texans late, which I'm guessing we're going to see Will Levis because most people think Ryan Tannehill may have thrown his last pass there because he's, he's injured again. He has two touchdown passes and in six games, and it's just the passing game is not working, and Derrick Henry has not, no room to run. So they're in bad shape offensively. Yeah. They still have a good defense. They're going to – like they beat the tar out of Cincinnati. They'll still beat some people, but right now they're a bad team, but he's not going anywhere. That's a shame. That's a shame that Tennessee's a bad hey, team. What about this one? Not mm. going anywhere but New England. Mm, if the job opens up up there, yeah, yeah. Would Robert Kraft call Amy Adams drunk and say, hey, we'd like to have Vrabel? They can't give the number one pick this year because it might be a quarterback. How about we give you our number one pick in 2025? You're saying trade for Vrabel, huh? What's his contract yeah, situation? I don't think they let it. He signed an extension two or three years ago. He's, he's His contract is not up. If he's that good, I wouldn't trade him. Like You know what I mean? Like if I, I can't imagine the Titans that they feel that strongly about him, especially if they feel that strongly that they're keeping him in a season where they might win five or six games. Uh, I can't imagine them dumping him. That's the, you got to feel – in a weird way that, that shows how strongly you feel about the guy that you keep him through bad seasons like this. Um, all right, next one, John. Kyler Murray activated from the pup list this week off his ACL tear from last year. For real or Fugazi, Kyler Murray is going to play the cards right out of the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Ooh, that would be three or four victories. I'm going to say that's for real. They've got one because already. They're one in they're one in five. They beat the Cowboys. I'm guessing, even though Joshua Dobbs has played better than people thought, he's no Kyler Murray. And so I'm guessing, you know, what takes you out of the sweepstakes? Three, but then you could trade up and offer a monster deal. You know, the, like the Panthers offered the Bears last year. Yeah. But I'm gonna say they'll still be in the sweepstakes, but only through a trade because they're going to, they might end up with four or five victories and there's so many bad teams. That's not going to get Caleb, Caleb, uh, 
Williams. Caleb Williams or Drake May. Yeah. Well, they got the Texans' first-round pick, but all that's going to be for them is a sweetener and a trade-up because that ain't going to be in position to get Caleb Williams or Drake All May. those people at Arizona get the first two picks in the draft. Yeah, idiots. Well, and it turns out Chicago probably will actually – there will end up being a team that does that, and it's going to be Chicago probably, right? I mean, Carrick, right now that would be the case, I think, if I'm not mistaken. That it would. Has, yeah, they, the first two picks would go to the Bears. Uh, Ryan Poles, genius. I'm sure he'll do 60 million interviews about what a genius he is after he gets the first two <laughs> picks in the draft for sure. Uh, John, Devontae Adams, even though the Raiders have won two in a row and they're three and three now, um, Devontae Adams is complaining about how much action he is getting on the field. He only had two catches in the last game. For real or Fugazi, Devontae Adams will be gone from Las Vegas by the time the trade deadline rolls around. Fugazi, because they are three and three, and they think they're in wild card contention. And even though he's unhappy, he's not getting the ball because there ain't anybody throwing the ball. Yeah. I thought it was terrible. Basically, he's saying, I would rather have great stats than win. I saw him get up this morning with Mike Greenberg on ESPN, all these people defending him. The bottom line is, if you're a fan, do you want a player who's more interested in stats or winning? He's more interested in stats. And, yes, he is a great player. He's been a great guy on the team. But, man, complain when you're losing, not when you're winning. Yeah, it's wild. All right, last one, John. Astros, as of this recording, were able to chip into the Rangers' lead in the ALCS. Heading into game four, they're down two to one. For real or Fugazi, the Astros will need to win not one, but two at Minute Maid Park if they're going to go back to the World Series. I think that's for real. I think that it'll come back home. And what worries me is not just the fact that they blew all the home games to the Nationals in 2019, how bad, pathetic they've been at home this season. Jordan Alvarez recommended maybe we need to wear road uniforms when we're playing at home. Anything would be different, but I think it's coming back. If, if they win the game on uh, Thursday night, then there's going to be a lot of tight, you know what, so tight you couldn't drive a pin up them with a sledgehammer when they have to play a third game in a row against the Astros at Global Life Field, which really would be their, already is their home away from home. Yeah. Buttholes. That's what John's talking about, everybody. Tight buttholes, okay? <laughs> it's a podcast. We can say butthole on the podcast, right? <laughs> 